0: Hey you, I'm so happy you're here. If you are joining us and you've listened to uh, the intro story, part one, part two, and now you're on for part three, then you are right where you need to be. If, however, you have not listened to the intro scene um, or part one or part two, then I would encourage you to go ahead and pause this and jump onto those episodes first because here we are going to conclude singleness um, and jump into some things that are continuations of the things we talked about before. So, if you have not listened to the intro scene, please listen to that first because that sets the stage for everything that we're talking about in parts one two and three if you haven't listened to part one please listen part two please listen and here we are on part three i have heard from so many of you and i thank you so much for your feedback you guys rock i love you guys so much um and i'm so appreciative for you um appreciative of you rather and yes so this is singleness part three and if you have been following with me you have noticed that in the first part one we t- I talked to my over 28ers and part two I talked to my under 28ers and so in part three it's like okay girl what you gonna do now um, and I just want to talk to everybody, okay? So there is no demarcation or no delineation for what this episode or who this episode is for. It's for all of us. It's for anyone who is single in any, whether you are waiting for marriage to happen tomorrow or you don't care when it happens, you just want it to happen at some point. Um, wherever you find yourself, this is this is um, what we're going to be talking about. It is for you, any single. Um, yeah, so let's let's jump right in. If you have a Bible, grab it or just listen to me read. I'm going to be reading from Genesis chapter 39. Um, I have 23 verses to read, so bear with me. Genesis chapter 39. And it reads, and Joseph was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, the captain and chief executioner of the royal guard, an Egyptian, brought him from the Ishmaelites, who had brought him down there. Verse 2, But the Lord was, was with Joseph, and he, though a slave, was a successful and prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all that he did to flourish and succeed. In his hand. Verse 4. So Joseph pleased Potiphar and found favor in his sight, and he served him. And his master made him supervisor over his house, and he put all that he had in his charge. From the time that he had made him supervisor in his house and over all that he had, the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the Lord's blessing was on all that he had in the house and in the field. And Potiphar left all that he had in Joseph's charge. And paid no attention to anything he had except the food he ate. Now Joseph was an attractive person and fine looking. Hello Bible. Then after a time his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph and said lie with me. Verse 8. But he refused and said to the master's wife see here with me in the house my master has concern about nothing. He has put all that he has in my care. He is not greater in this house than I am, nor has he kept anything from me except you, for you are his wife. How then can I do this great evil and sin against God? She spoke to Joseph day after day, hello persistence, but he did not listen to her to lie with her or to be with her. Verse 11, then it happened about that this time that Joseph went into the house to attend to his duties and none of the men of the house were indoors. And she caught him by his garment saying, lie with me. But he left his garment in her hand and fled and got out of the house. And when she saw that he had left the garment in her hand and had fled away, she called to the men of her household and said to them, behold, he, your master has brought in a Hebrew to us to mock and insult us. He came in where I was to lie with me. And I screamed at the top of my voice. And when he heard me screaming and crying, he left his garment with me and fled and got out of the house. And she laid up his garments by her until her master came home. Then she told him the same story, saying, The Hebrew servant whom you brought among us came to me to mock and insult me. And when I screamed and cried, he left his garment with me and fled out of the house. And when Joseph's master heard the words of his wife saying to him, This is the way your servant treated me. His wrath was kindled, and Joseph's master took him and put him in the prison, a place where the state prisoners were confined. So he was there in the prison. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and loving kindness and gave him favor in the sight of the warden of the prison. And the warden of the prison committed to Joseph's care, all the prisoners who were in the prison and whatsoever was done there, he was in charge of it. The prison warden paid no attention to anything that was in Joseph's charge for the Lord was with him and made whatever he did to prosper. So we, most of us know this story. I think a lot of us, you know, who have read, The story of Joseph, we read it from the standpoint of overcoming and resilience, and um, you know, no uh, understanding that God has a greater plan. And I think those are all great uh, conclusions to draw from this story. But I think there is something that I want my single friends to um to bear in mind a couple things not just one a couple things i want us to bear in mind even as um you know single people reading the story of joseph and so when you start out you know reading from verse 1 to verse 6 There's something here, and I think this is something that we hear a lot, where people say maximize your singleness. And I think those three words are almost like bitter in our minds, right? Because we hear it so much. But I can't say that loud enough. Maximize your singleness. There is a reason, you know, why the Lord has you here. And like I said, I know I said this before in part one and part two, but there is a reason why you're here. And maximize that reason. Listen, y'all. This is literally the one instance in your life where you are allowed to be unilaterally focused. In singleness, this is one instance in your life where you are allowed to be unilaterally focused. And even if you're not focused on one thing, right? Even if you there's a couple things you're working on, three things, uh, work and career, and also ministry, uh, work and career, and also my, my side hustle, blah, blah, blah. Even if it's a couple things that you're working on, I want you to understand now that right here, right now, as you are a single, you have more mind space now than you ever will if you were in a relationship. Because naturally speaking, once somebody else comes into my life, now I have to share my life with you. And in sharing my life, I also have to share my mind, right? I can't just be with somebody who I'm not thinking about. I can't be with someone who I'm not worried about what, you know, are you okay? Are you good? You know, is there something I should be doing that I'm not blah, blah, blah. And so all these things go on in the mind of someone in the relationship. And so when I say to you that this is the one time in your life where you are allowed to be unified. Laterally focused, I mean that thing. You have more mind space now than you ever will again after you have, while you're in a relationship. Why? Because there are so many other things that you have to be thinking about after then, right? Like I already said, I have to worry about my husband and I have to, and, and I don't mean to say it like it's so cumbersome. No, I'm not saying it like that, right? But there are things that I have to think about that I didn't have to think about in, in singleness. There are things that I have to worry about that I didn't have to worry about in singleness. There are things on my prayer list that were not there before I was married. Okay. Before I was in a relationship. And then even after you come, even after, not after you come out of a relationship, because we don't, but even after, Um, a relationship, then you add children to the mix, and now I eat, I have even less mind space and mind share than I did when I was married. And so, I want to make it clear that this thing when you are single, you have this is the time to be unilaterally focused. This is the time where you don't have to worry about a bunch of things, you don't have to worry about is such and such okay, and did they eat. And did this happen? And did that happen? You don't have to worry about that. You don't have to worry about a child or anything. I guess in some cases, you know, one comes before the others or the other comes before the one. And I understand that, but I am saying that whether, regardless of the situation, whether you have children already or you don't, this, what, you have more mind share now than you will when you get into a relationship. And so this is the time for you to be unilaterally focused on something, whether it is a child, or a career, or like I said already, a side hustle or whatever. Now is that time. So maximize this time by pouring yourself into whatever you're doing, just like Joseph did. Did y'all notice that wherever Joseph found himself, the Bible mentions that the person who was in charge of him didn't have to care about anything because Joseph was there. First, it was Potiphar. The Bible tells us that he didn't even, he didn't care about nothing except what he ate. Are you serious? Potiphar woke up and all he cared about was, yeah, I want pancakes this morning. He didn't have to think about what, whether um, he was meeting the goals of his, his crop were meeting the goals. He didn't have to think about that. Why? Because Joseph was there. He didn't have to think about whether that lazy servant that wasn't doing what he was supposed to do was going to be reprimanded. Why? Because Joseph was there. He didn't have to think about, whether, uh, uh, he was paying taxes or not. Why? Because Joseph was there. And so I'm telling you, be unilaterally focused on whatever it is that is in front of you. Why? Because now is the time. You won't be able to do this any longer. And it's obvious to us that Joseph was just that he was just that y'all. I mean, even in jail, Like seriously, in jail, even in jail, the Bible says that the warden paid no attention to anything that was in Joseph's charge for the Lord was with him and made everything he did to prosper. And so pull yourself into whatever you're doing and focus there. Can the Lord trust that whatever he puts in your hand will flourish? Or does everything he gives you die with you? Listen, when was the last time you ran with an idea that you knew was from the Lord? You know, that that idea that dropped in your heart at that stoplight and you were like, whoa, where did that come from? Lord, was that you? Yes, it was him. What have you done with it? And I stand. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm talking to you as someone who completely understands that because I can't tell you how long this podcast was something that I knew the Lord wanted me to do. And it took me forever to get it done. But I'm telling you that if you are single Now is the time. Can the Lord trust that the things he gives you are going to flourish in your hand or are they going to die? If Joseph could get a house in order and then a jail, then the Lord knew that he would do something great commanding an entire nation as the second in command. Do you see that the things that are in front of you now are in preparation for the things that are to come, which is why we need to focus so that we can do them excellently so that we are prepared for what the Lord knows is coming and we have no clue. The Bible says, show me a man skilled. He will stand before kings and not mere men. Now, Joseph was absolutely skilled. The Bible also says, don't despise the days of small beginnings. And I think some of us are looking at some of the dreams and the ideas that we have. And then we're wondering, this can't be it. This is too small. This is too minuscule. This is too, um, this whatever this is, doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. And I'm telling you that if it's something that the Lord wants you to do, then it's something you should focus on. It's something you should pay attention to. Why would the Lord give you a new relationship when the relationships he has gifted you with are all failing? Why would he add to your responsibilities when the ones you have are all hanging by a thread? And so when I say focus here, I don't mean just on things. Sometimes that also means people. Some of us are asking the Lord, Lord, I want a man. Lord, I want a girl. Lord, show me, show me, show me. And the Lord is looking at you like, well you got three friends who you've had for the past 10 years, um, but you're just coasting. You're not doing what you need to do to, 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 to invest into those relationships. So why, why in my right mind would I give you another one that you would flounder with? Why would I give you another one that would essentially end up the same way these three have as well? And so you know what, you have to be you have to be about the business of, of, of making sure that whatever, and I mean, whatever the Lord has given you in this season, you're helping it to thrive just like Joseph in the most unideal situations. This dude was thriving. Can you imagine being Uh, accosted by some Ishmaelites, by some random people and sold into slavery. And the whole time you're looking at them like, do you know who I am? I am the elect of the house of Israel. And you want to put me, you want to make me a slave? Are you kidding? Joseph could have been like, listen, y'all got the wrong one, right? He could have done everything sluggishly. He could have got up you know, with the crust on the side of his mouth. But we get the idea that Joseph was just on it. Doesn't mean he didn't get discouraged here and then. But when the Bible says that your your boss, all he had to care about was what he was going to eat, that tells us something about you. And so I'm telling you, focus where you are. Focus on what the Lord has already given you. Ideas and, and side hustles, yes, but also people. Because the Lord is not in the business of adding more people to your life where you haven't treated them with the respect and the dignity that the Lord would have you treat them with. And so if you're not a great friend, how about we focus on being a great friend in singleness, in addition to the other things. If you're not um, a great acquaintance, even, you know, because there are some good acquaintances. If you're not even that, let's focus on that. If you're not reliable, let's focus on that. If you have a hard time doing one thing or the other, forgiving or, or whatever, let's focus there so that there is nothing standing in the way, right? We don't want the Lord to look at us like you didn't do good with this, with your, your friend from high school. So yeah, you're not ready, you know, and it's not, and I don't want you to pursue these relationships with the fear of, of, of missing out on the next best thing. But I do want you to understand that the Lord expects you to thrive where you're planted, in whatever situation that is. Okay? No matter where no matter which age or stage you find yourself in, thrive there. Though a slave, though a prisoner, even as a jailbird, Joseph still rose to the top. I find that absolutely amazing. And then another thing I want us to understand as single people is you have the responsibility to love yourself and take care of yourself. The Bible tells us in verse six, and Potiphar left all that he had in Joseph's charge and paid no attention to anything he had except the food he ate. Now, Joseph was an attractive person and fine looking. I love when the Bible sounds like us. He was fine. Joseph was fine. And for the Bible to say he was fine, it must mean he really was fine because the Bible is not in the, in the, in the business of telling lies. So Joseph was fine. Hello? He was fine. Even as a slave, he was attractive. How? Like, have you, have you thought about that? How could, how, you know, the moment we see those orange, uh, the orange jumpsuits, the white, black and white stripes, you're not really thinking about attraction at least, well, I guess there are some people who maybe are, but I'm not. Let me talk for myself. I'm not thinking about attraction. I'm not thinking about cute and fineness, but even in the midst of, of him being a slave, the Bible records that he was attractive and fine looking. What does that tell us? That tells us that his situation didn't dictate his appearance. Like I said, Joseph wasn't like, you know what? Y'all want to make me slaves? Cool. I'm not brushing my teeth. Y'all want to make me slaves? Cool. I'm rolling out of bed to go do my chores. We don't get the idea that that was Joseph. He had every reason to say, forget about my looks. That's the last thing on my list. But he didn't do that. And then in verse seven, it says, then after a time. That means he's been looking good for a minute, not like one day, two day, three day. We're talking about years. This dude has been paying attention to his looks for some time. And after a while, Potiphar's wife came up on the scene. And so this guy is not playing. And so to my single friends, I want to make sure you understand you have a responsibility to do yourself good. Look good. Look good. Dress, makeup. Um, hair all the above look good take care of yourself if the Lord wants us to wash our face when we're fasting how much more do you think he wants to wash our face when we're not You know, the Bible says when you're fasting, don't look ashen and all sunken and like, you know, so that the whole world can ask you what's wrong. Wash your face and, and put on great clothes and this, that, and the other. And I'm paraphrasing, but that's what the Bible tells us. So if the Bible wants us to be fresh and clean when we're fasting, think about what the Lord is saying when we're not. The Lord expects us to look good. And so to my single, that's all of us. That's not even just singles, but to my single friends, I would, I would venture to say it's even more important, not because you know what? I'm out here trying to look good for such and such, not because I'm waiting for Joshua to walk in the, in the sanctuary, right? Mm -mm. Look good for you because you're just that you're, you're worth it because you matter, right? Brush your teeth for you. I don't want my breath to stink. I'm not thinking about who I'm going to talk to when I'm brushing my teeth, typically, right? When I'm giving, taking a bath, I'm not thinking about who I don't want to smell me. I'm t- thinking about myself. I want to smell good. And so I, my single friends, listen, y'all, take care of yourself. Look good. The days of rolling out of the bed in your pajamas and going to where you have to go, maybe those days have to come to a screeching halt, right? You know, and I understand, like, when we're in college... Those are the things we do. We wake up ten minutes before <laughs> ten minutes before class start and we start running. I get it. But maybe it's time to, to for those days to die down and for us to allow the, the, this new kind of day to rise up. So look good. That's important. And then another thing to consider is it's the last point made for a reason right? The Bible says all these things, all these things. And then it says, now Joseph was an attractive man. You start at verse one, talking about all these things that happened. He was sold. He was this, he was doing great in the house. He was thriving, blah, blah, blah. And then it says, now Joseph was attractive and fine looking. So what what, what, what does that make you think about? It's last on the list. So it shouldn't be your primary focus. But it's still on the list. Because if it wasn't important at all, I don't think that little phrase would have been added. But every word in the word of God has purpose. And so it's there, even though it's not first, doesn't mean it's not important. It made the cut, which tells us it's important. So should your looks be the only thing you're thinking about? Absolutely not. Should it be the first or second thing you're thinking about? I don't think so. But should it be on the list? Absolutely. Absolutely. We have a responsibility to take care of ourselves. Remember your body is not your own. Your body's a temple. And just like we go into the church and we make sure that the church is, is, is vacuumed and the walls are, are painted and there aren't, uh, gum wrappers all over the place and water bottles all over the place. So also look at your life and get that in order, look at yourself and get that in order. And then your focus matters. Your focus. The Bible says in verse 9, He is not greater in this house than I am. This is Joseph talking to Potiphar's wife. He's not greater in this house than I am, nor has he kept anything from me except you, for you are his w- wife. How then can I do this great evil and sin against God? Do you notice the strangeness of that st- statement? He's talking about Potiphar. He's not greater in this house than me. The only thing he's kept from me is you. How then can I do this great evil against him? That's how I would have have expected that verse to be written. But that's not what he said. He said, how can I then do this great evil against God? And that's because Joseph was completely sure about who he was working for. Potiphar might be the small boss, but God the Father is the big boss. And so his focus was intact. He realized who the giver was. He knew who his real master was. He said, I won't sin against God, not Potiphar. He started out talking about Potiphar and ended up with the Lord. He understood what was really at stake. It's not just about my role. It's not just about my duties or my title. It's not just about my boss my master, his trust and his loyalty. But this thing is about my God. To separate from the lover of my soul, even if for only a moment, it's not worth the temporary pleasure of being with you, Mrs. Potiphar. That's essentially what Joseph was saying. And so Joseph's focus was totally intact. In singleness, you have to make sure that your purity speaks for you. The Bible records that day after day, yo, y'all, Potiphar's wife was not playing. She was on him. You know, and then it also says, and after a time, right? We talked about that already, which means old girl was looking at him for a while. This wasn't just a one day. Oh, he's cute. No, she has been scoping him out so much so that she knew that there was a time where he would be in the house and everyone else would be outside. You know, when y'all read the Bible, I want y'all to read it with the mind of, someone inquisitive right don't just read it like it's words on a page read it like that listen she said she she peeped where everybody was and so she picked the opportune time to strike so she was not playing she tried to wear down his resolve she was persistent in her evil and joseph had to be equally persistent in his righteousness The devil does not sleep, y'all. Okay? Mrs. Potiphar was like, yeah, I want old dude, and I'm going to get him some kind of way. So Joseph had to make sure he was on his P's and Q's as well, so that he could also withstand the wiles of the enemy. Let your purity be as forthcoming and direct as the offer for your soul is. Because the devil will always be bold about his. Don't forget what he said to Eve. Did God really say? Every time I read that, I get mad. Are you serious? That means you know what he really said. That means you know. Did God really say you can't eat it? What you mean? You already know. You know that God said what he said. Potiphar's wife was directing her evil. And so Joseph had to be directing his godliness. Listen, in singleness, If they, I mean, it's honestly, this is for all, all of your life but it's even more so in singleness why because the attempts in singleness yeah it can be a, it can be a lot and if you are not directing your godliness you will fall you will you will imagine imagine what the knowledge of this woman with major status wanting him badly would do for the psyche of any man Even if I wasn't looking at you some kind of way before I am now, why? Because you like me, right? And not just a little bit. Imagine the ego boost that her persistence could have given Joseph. Joseph. Me, a slave? I'm making the mistress of the house weak? For real? He could have dropped every shovel and every mop and demanded to stop working. Why? Because the mistress of the house want me. Because Mrs. Potiphar said that I don't have to mop the floor. Mrs. Potterfart. Oh, go check with Mrs. Potiphar She doesn't. She She's cool with me sitting here drinking lemonade in the cool of the day. Go check with Mrs. Potiphar Imagine what that would have done to any man who is in any kind of position. Just even if he didn't go as far as to say, I don't want to work. Even if it was just like, you know what, even if it was just internal assurance, the ego boost that would come from the fact that me, a slave is, is making Mrs. Potiphar weak in the knees. Imagine, imagine what that could have done. And yet, and yet the Bible tells us in verse 11 that he continued doing his duties. Listen, as a single person, your priorities have to be in check. And, and I see you devil for who you are. Listen, be about the business of calling the devil out. Listen, I see you. I see what you're trying to do, but it ain't going to work. This is a mere distraction. Ha! Some of us need to label some of the people in our lives. You are a distraction. Hashtag Distraction. A, a, a girlfriend, a boyfriend, um, somebody who you've been talking to on and off again for the, the past three years, somebody you've been skirting around with for three months, and you know it's not going anywhere. Listen to me. Label that thing a distraction and get focused again. Why? Because if you are not directing your godliness, you 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 cannot, you cannot, you cannot combat the enemy because he's going to be directing his attempts to derail you. And so when I say Joseph was focused I mean he was focused. His priorities were in check. He called the devil out where he saw the devil. He knew what was a distraction and even though a distraction could feel good it's a distraction nonetheless. No thank you. Straight up Mrs. Potiphar I am thrilled that you see the goodness that is me, but no thank you because I can't do this thing and sin against God. I think a lot of times when we think about the repercussions of our actions, we're not really thinking about the Lord. We're thinking about our parents. We're thinking about maybe even ourselves we're thinking about the our our siblings who are looking up to us we're thinking about everything but god and right here again his focus intact imagine what would have happened if if joseph just decided hey i'm indulged today yeah i'm i've been about the 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 good lord's business for a minute you know, I don't even belong here first place. Listen, why am I even here, Lord? So since you want to put me here as a slave, cool. I'm gonna do what I want to do. Joseph could easily have just relinquished. I mean, he wasn't around anyone that knew anything about the Lord. This is Egypt. No Israel, no, no, no Torah, no, no kind of, uh, understanding of the true God, right? You know, the Egyptians of those days had a bunch of gods and there was Ra and all these other things. They worshiped the Pharaoh and blah, blah, blah. And so Joseph could have easily been like, you know what, I'm here. Let me do like they do. I could do what I want to do, right? But I want you to imagine what would happen if he did indulge. Even if it was just once with Potiphar's wife, not only would his story have changed, but the effects would have been felt across the entire nation of Israel. Because I want you to think to the end of the story, when there was a famine and, and, and the, the, the sons of, 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 um, of Jacob came to get cor- um, cornmeal or whatever food was being offered in Egypt. And because there was food in Egypt, the entire nation of Israel moved into Egypt for food. Now, if, 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 if Joseph had not risen in ranks, do you think they would have accepted the nation of Israel? No. The nation of Israel would have died in the famine. There would have been no one left. And so I want you to understand that there are, your purity isn't just for you. There are lineages after you that are depending on what you do Today. And so when you think about the things that you can and cannot do as a result of the master that you serve, I don't want you to just limit yourself to today. There are people who you haven't even met yet that are depending on you to get this thing right. And so as you're a single, I want you to remember these things. Be focused. Let your purity speak for you. Love yourself and take care of yourself, and maximize this thing. You are allowed to unilaterally focus on something now, because there's no one looking at you to do otherwise. Take the time to do this thing now. Remember, all you need for life and godliness has been given to you. It's already given. It's already yours. It's already in you. Love you plenty.